0: CHAPTER ELEVEN OF NOBODY'S MAN BY EVE PHILLIPS Oppenheim. THIS LIVERBOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. READING BY MATT Berard. CHAPTER ELEVEN Talent obeying an urgent telephone message, made his way to Claridge's and sent his card up to his wife. Her maid came down and invited him to her suite, an invitation which he promptly declined. In about a quarter of an hour she descended to the lounge, dressed for the street. She showed no signs of confusion or nervousness at his visit. She was hard and cold and fair, with a fraudulent smile upon her lips, dressed to perfection, her maids hovering in the background, with a Pekinese under one arm and a jewel-case in her other hand. "'Thank goodness,' she said, as she fluttered into a chair by his side, "'that you hate scenes even more than I do.' you have the air of a man who has found out no end of disagreeable things you are observant he answered dryly i have just come from the prime minister well i find that pelliser has been conducting a regular conspiracy behind my back with reference to this wretched peerage he has practically forged my name and has placed me in a most humiliating position you i suppose were his instigator in this matter i suppose i was she admitted what was to be his reward his ulterior reward i mean i promised him twenty thousand pounds she answered with cold fury it appears that i overvalued your importance to your party tony apparently did the same he thought that you had only to intimate your readiness to accept a peerage and the thing would be arranged it seems that we were wrong you were doubly wrong he replied in the first place there were difficulties and in the second nothing would have induced me to accept such a humiliating offer how did you find this out she inquired the prime minister offered me the peerage less than an hour ago he answered i need not say that i unhesitatingly refused it stella ceased buttoning her gloves there was a cold glitter in her eyes you refused it of course she was silent for a moment andrew she said you have scarcely kept your bargain with me i am not prepared to admit that he replied you had a very considerable social position at the time when i was in office it was up to you to make that good i am tired of political society she answered it isn't the real thing now you are out of parliament though even that has vanished andrew well She leaned a little towards him. She began to regret that he had not accepted her invitation to visit her in her suite. Years ago she had been able to bend him sometimes to her will. Why should she take it for granted that she had lost her power? Here, however, even persuasions were difficult. He sat upon a straight high-backed chair by her side, and his face seemed as though it were carved out of stone. "'You have always...' declined andrew to make very much use of my money she said could we not make a bargain now i will give you a hundred thousand pounds and settle five million dollars on the holder of the title forever if you will accept this carriage i wouldn't mind a present to the party funds either if that help matters tallente shook his head i am sorry for your disappointment he said but nothing would induce me to accept the seat in the upper house i have other plans they could be changed impossible you might be forced to change them by whom the smile maddened her she had meant to be settled she became flamboyant she leaned forward in her chair what have you done with tony palliser she demanded tallente remained absolutely unruffled he had been expecting something of this sort the only wonder was that it had been delayed so long a threat he asked pleasantly call it what you like men don't disappear like that what did you do with him what do you think he deserved she bit her lip i think you are the most detestable human being who ever breathed she faltered supposing i go to the police don't be melodramatic he begged in the first place what have you to tell in the second place in this country at any rate a wife cannot give evidence against her husband you admit that something has happened she asked eagerly i admit nothing he replied except that anthony palliser has disappeared under circumstances which you and i know about that he has forged my name and entered into a disgraceful conspiracy with you and that he has stolen from my wife a political document of great importance to me i knew nothing about the political document she said quickly possibly not he agreed still the fact remains that tony was a thoroughly bad lot i find myself able to regard the possibility of an accident having happened to him with equanimity have you anything further to say she sat looking down on the floor for several minutes she had probably tallente decided as he watched her some way of suffering in secret all the more terrible because of its repression when she looked up her face seemed pinched and older her face however was steady let us have an understanding she said you do not desire my return to martinhoe i do not he agreed and what about shepperton house here i have nothing to do with it he replied you persuaded me to allow you to take it and i have lived with you there i never pretended however to be able to contribute to its upkeep you can live there if you choose or wherever else you please alone it would be more reputable you mean that you will not return there i do mean that his cold firmness daunted her she was besides at a disadvantage she had no idea how much he knew i can make you come back to me if i choose she threatened the attempt would cost you a great deal of money he told her and the result would be the same Frankly, Stella," he went on striving to impart a note of friendliness into his tone we made a bad bargain and it is no use clinging to the impossible i have tried to keep my end of it technically i have kept it if i have failed in other ways i am very sorry the whole thing was a mistake we have been frank about it more than once so we may just as well be frank about it now i am married for money and you for position i have not found your money any particular advantage and i have realized that as a man gets on in life there are other and more vital things which he misses though through making such a bargain you are not satisfied with your position and perhaps you too have something of the same feeling that i have you are your own mistress and you are a very rich woman and in whichever direction you may decide to seek for a larger measure of content you will not find me in the way i am not sentimental she said coldly i know what i want and i am not afraid to own it i want to be a peeress. in that respect i am unable to help you he replied and in case i have not made myself sufficiently clear upon the subject let me tell you that i deeply resent the plot by which you endeavour to force such an indignity upon me that is your last word she demanded absolutely then i demand that you set me free he was a little staggered how on earth can i do that you can allow me to divorce you and spoil any chance i might have of re-entering political life he remarked quietly i have no further interest in your political life she retorted he looked at her steadfastly there is another way he suggested i might divorce you her eyes fell before the steely light in his she did her best however to keep her voice steady that would not suit me she admitted i could not be received at court and there are other social penalties which i am not inclined to face in the case of a disagreement like ours if the man realizes his duty it is he who is willing to bear the sacrifice under some circumstances yes he agreed in our case however there is a certain consideration upon which i have forborne to touch it was as much her anger as anything else which induced her lack of self-control she gave a little cry andrew you are detestable she exclaimed let us end this conversation you have said all that you wished to say everything please go away then she begged i am expecting visitors i think that we understand each other he rose to his feet i am sorry for our failure stella he said pray do not hesitate to write to me at any time if my advice or assistance can be of service he passed down the lounge more crowded now than when he had entered a very fashionably dressed young woman one of a smart tea-party leaned back in her chair as he passed and held out her hand and how does town seem mr Tallant, after your sylvan solitude she asked Tallant, for a moment was almost at a loss then a glance into her really very wonderful eyes and the curve of her lips as she smiled convinced him of the truth which he had at first discarded miss He exclaimed please don't look so surprised she laughed i suppose you think i have no right to be frivoling in these very serious times but i am afraid i am rather an offender when the humour takes me you kept your word to mr dartrey i see tallente nodded i came to town yesterday i must hear all the news please she insisted will you come and see me to-morrow afternoon i share a flat with another girl in westminster number thirteen brown square i shall be delighted he answered i think your hostess wants to speak to me she is an old friend of my aunt he moved on a few steps and bowed over the thin overbejewelled fingers of the countess of an old lady whose bow still remained unchallenged although the publication of her memoirs had very nearly sent a highly respectable publisher into prison andrew she exclaimed we are all so distressed about you how dared you lose your election you know my little fire-eating friend i see i keep in with her because when the revolution comes she is going to save me from the guillotine aren't you Nora? my revolution won't have anything to do with guillotines the girl laughed back and if you really want to have a powerful friend at court pen your faith on mr tallente lady clenarton shook her head i have known andrew my dear since he was in his cradle she said i have heard him spell socialism and i know he has written about revolutions but believe me he's a good old-fashioned Whig at heart he'll never carry the red flag i see your wife has bought the Maharajah of Sapang's pearls andrew do you think she'd leave them to me if i were to call on her why not ask her cowan suggested she is over there dear me so she is she exclaimed how smart too i thought when she came in she must be someone not quite respectable she was so well dressed going andrew well come and see me before you return to the country and i wouldn't go and have tea with that little hussy if i were you she'll burn the good old-fashioned principles out of you if anything could not later than five please Nora called out you shall have muffins if i can get them she's got her eye on you the old lady chuckled most dangerous child in london they all tell me you're warned andrew he smiled as he raised her fingers to his lips is my danger political or otherwise he whispered otherwise i should think was the prompt retort you are too british to change our politics but thank goodness infidelity is one of the cosmopolitan virtues you were never the man to marry a plaster-cast type of wife andrew for all her millions i could have done better for you than that what's this they are telling me about tony Talent stiffened a little a good many people seem to be talking about tony pallison he observed you shouldn't have your wife make such an idiot of herself with him lunching and dining and theatering all the time and now they say he has disappeared poor little man what have you done to him andrew tallente sighed i can see that i shall have to take you into my confidence he murmured you needn't tell me a single word because i shouldn't believe you if you did are you staying here with your wife no tallente answered i am back at my old rooms in charges street the old lady patted him on the arm and dismissed him you see I found out all I wanted to know, she chuckled. End of chapter 11